Hello everybody, I am iRadio. Uh, today it is uh, Thursday the 19th of March 2020 and we are literally 12 hours away from a, um, a 96 hour lockdown uh, we have here in Colombia coming up. Colombia is closed for, the borders are closed uh, as I understand, I don't follow anything. Uh, I am here with someone uh, on the other end of the brave new world in uh, the hellhole of family fascism and other social uh, experiments, Sweden. That, uh, I think it matters if something exists or not. We are gods now. Welcome, uh, Delete Elite. Thanks, guy. Much appreciated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy over here, too. Uh, it, it's not as bad, I guess, as in some other countries, but. Um, um, like I just uh, told told you before, uh, I was uh, I'm working at a, a different office now than what I usually do. So they they removed uh, half of the trading floor where I used to work to a different site, and uh, then there's uh, a trading floor downtown as well that was um, half of those people were moved over to this new site as well, and. In, in the office where we are right now, we're also separated from each other. Uh, and there's like hand sanitizers everywhere. Um, you get lunch, lunch boxes in, in little plastic boxes now instead of on, on plates. Um, and we have meetings in the morning, pretty much every morning, where one of the managers talk about the coronavirus and all of the stuff that it impacts and uh, what we're supposed to think about when when we work, um, and it's just I don't know complete insanity. And uh, also, um, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, sorry. Yeah. Insanity. Uh, sanity should uh, mean something with uh, with health and 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 uh, sanitizing and and you know sanida uh, sanity uh, mental sanity. It, it is insanity, indeed. Uh, we are talking indeed about the coronavirus and the so-called pandemic, or any, I don't know what is happening. I actually don't want to know what is happening. Uh, the only thing what matters to me is how it impacts my life, and that's the only thing I care about. Um, and yeah, if you are in the business of establishing a successful tourist business, then this time is not the best time. But it is great because now I can completely shape Masmuishka because after this time people lunch for holidays and then I have a great offer in a beautiful paradise country, Colombia. So that's great. That is the upside. But the downside is that uh, we have a lockdown and that there is uh, no way that there will be uh, any Masmuishka excursions 
at least for foreigners, uh, in the next uh, months. But uh, and now uh, trips to Europe that I uh, had planned. But then I, I, I actually I I knew about all this because I uh, watched the Formula One and I looked at huh? cancelled. And I was like, oh, what? And then oh, it's cancelled until June or so. And then I thought, okay, fuck. I wanted to come to Europe to the Formula One Grand Prix in Zandvoort. Uh, if we uh, can make it, you and me together, and we can go there, then I could, would have done that. But it's all now off the table. That's fine. Um, and then promote Masmushka with the people who have money and want to spend it on a fucking nice excursion in Colombia. So that will be awesome. But that all disappeared. And that's how I knew about this. So that's my entry point into this. Uh, you have a different view. Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, um, uh, as we were talking about earlier, um, how I guess there's a lot of people in Colombia walking around in masks, but I haven't seen that many in, in, in Stockholm, uh, where I live. Um, but there are some, and a lot of people are afraid of uh, traveling uh, uh, w- with the um, public transportation system, uh, buses and trains. And so... I took a couple of photographs that I posted on uh, Hoaxbusters Call, I think it was, um, uh, yesterday, where when I'm going, and so I took a photograph of my bus ride, and there was only one girl sitting sort of in, the, in front of me uh, on that bus. So that bus, I mean, obviously, there's usually a bunch of people on the bus rush hour going home from work. I work office hours. And... It was just one person, and also, also they have these signs uh, on the buses that says that um, you have to enter the bus through the back doors, so you're not allowed to step into the front door. Uh, and it's also exactly you can't be close to the driver, um, and so it's also that area is sort of sealed off, so you can't sit in the two front seats um, for for the public next to the driver. You can't sit there. Um, and also, uh, well, one question, uh, sorry, uh, to interrupt, but are you allowed to bring uh, dogs? Yes, normally you are, but now I'm not sure if you are, I haven't read anything about it and that's because I don't really read the news and I haven't heard anybody talk about it, but it's possible that they have no, okay. forbidden this. I don't know if they have though, but I'm not sure. Are they, I, I've heard that, uh, people's talk i mean i heard the only way uh, my only yep. information is real life people talking to me yep. and they talk of course what they hear on the news and so on um but uh, yeah i mean <laughs> the restrictions and the and and things are real that's the thing it is that is what i uh, sorry uh, uh, i want to share this as well um it is completely irrelevant if it's fake or not it's completely irrelevant if there is a fire in the theater as long as someone sh- shouts fire and there's a stampede, then that is what it's about, right? It doesn't matter. So it, it, it's nice all these years of fakeology, but in the end, it doesn't matter. It is the impact that counts, and effectively, it is real because the yeah, I mean, effects the, of it the are real. The effects of this is, are, are definitely right? real. I mean, they're they're implementing uh, new ways of of living at the moment. Uh, new work, new. New ways of uh, of working. They're Control. forcing people yeah, yeah. to uh, switch job sites. They are forcing people to, you know, ride the bus in a certain way or, 
you know, whatever it might be, they might be enforcing laws and a stronger police state or whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So, Mandatory vaccination that I see coming. Yeah. And that is something I, I fear yeah, so, or something uh, because, yeah, I have to get rid of get under that and yeah. especially also for molly because i don't want to vaccinate her anyway yeah. not not even the uh, normal vaccination and i already have discussions with oscar about that and we haven't seen each other since i told him that i don't want this and he hung up on me on the phone so, so, yeah yeah so uh, i totally agree with you that you, you know you gotta wonder what are they planning and are they gonna force People to get vaccinated? Uh, are they? Uh, no, no, I, I, I think I think you, we should get rid of this idea of planning. It's an experiment. They will see how it goes. That's how they do it. That's how they did World War Two. That's how they did the so-called Spanish flu. And what they did there, and that is what they are going to do now in a much bigger yep. way. Remember, it's 2020, Agenda 2020. It started in China, right? It's all connected. I don't need to watch any news, and so I know how it's connected just by studying the history, right? Um, and uh, the pandemic, the so-called Spanish flu, that is a key sign. That's 100 years ago. Uh, it's an anniversary kind of thing. Uh, what it also is, uh, is very important, too. Once... Your predecessor, Heinz Alfred K., writes about you in Time magazine. You know you are the one, the chosen one. Heinz Alfred K., known from, among others, Salvador Allende, Chile, 11th of September, and so on. The man whose head on a stick would look good somewhere in the mountains and so in nature right well his predecessor is the most important man on earth right that is the son-in-law of donald trump jared kushner he is the new henry kissinger and this is his first test and a big one a huge one and that is it's a, it's a social experiment and they will see how what they will plan yeah you're right i mean i i i also want to know i like vaccination programs, laws, uh, restrictions. Uh, you cannot, uh, I cannot have Molly walk around loose anymore. <laughs> and she's a street dog, what the fuck? And all these kind of things. Uh, that's, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I want to know what they're planning in that sense. But in the, in the other sense, I think in the general, you know, holistic sense, I don't know if I use that word right, is, I think it's it's not planned. It is Go with the flow. It's an experiment. And that's also how I see elections now. I, I used to think they were all planned out and so on. I don't think that anymore. I think they are real in the sense that they have real candidates and, and votes and so on. And they count them. And they just will see what happens, how history changes. Because in the end, these people are controlled anyway. We know that, right? So it doesn't matter. But they, they allow that flexibility to happen, I think. And here... In this case, yeah, it's so huge, it's so global, it's so big. It hasn't happened since. Yeah, this is, this is bigger than anything else because there's no nothing that has so many international. Yeah. As, not even nine. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, like this. It, so, it's, um, 
yeah. the biggest event we've all lived through because it, it impacts everyone, everybody. Like you said, um, it, um, uh, it's something that, uh, affects people around the globe. Um, so, um, I think it's going to be, um, uh, I mean, partially interesting to see what they do with it, but also partially scary because it, like you're saying, it, it has real impacts on people's lives and it, it already does. Um, so, um, so I think it's, um, that, that part to me is, is the scary part, but I don't believe in the virus itself. In fact, I don't believe in viruses at all that they exist. Um, and, and I'm not saying that I. Yeah, that's, that's a step I, I heard uh, many people make, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, there are things. I mean, there yeah. are bacteria. There are things that contaminate, and so I, yeah, there, there are allegedly fossil viruses found. I mean, it is easy to say it doesn't exist, but then, yeah, okay, what do what do they find? I mean, is it all? I mean, then you have to come with such a strong case. I mean, this virus, I, I believe it doesn't exist. It need to exist. That's the whole point. It's this, the same with nukes. That should be the lesson. It doesn't matter if the nukes are real real or not. It's the I mean, fear. I mean, I think it does matter, but um, I don't think that... To control um, the people. Um, how should I put it? Uh, I, I think the fear counts more, like you're saying, because th that's what they're using in all of their media, media and propaganda. Um, that's that's what is being used on the people. This fear mongering, and it works pretty much every single time in all of these events um, that that has been discussed by a bunch of truthers. Um, doesn't matter if it's 9/11 or whatever it might be. There's there's a bunch mm -hmm. of fear mongering all the time, and and that's the biggest factor. Um, that that it works and it that's how they control people in the end no i i what i what i see as the biggest factor and i must say it is in the sense great that we can live this experiment and learn from it ourselves right that we can take our own lesson from it it's the only thing we can do because on the bigger scale yeah we can analyze it in hindsight or so right in, but now we can live through it. We can document things like you do, like taking yeah. photos. It's great, right? I also do that. Instagram is the channel where I keep my photos with Molly mostly. Um, <laughs> sorry, no. Think, think about religion. I mean, it doesn't matter if, if there is someone in heaven who says that you have to cover your head or not. And that is the that is, no that is what I want to say. That is what the, the real experiment is about. It's a social experiment because it is creating division in society. And I am living through that, and I'm documenting that. My last podcast with Cody is released. It's a bit uh, not so well edited and so because that's just how it was. Uh, we don't have a music bot anymore, so that's also not there. So that's fine. I can mix in some music with our chat, and then we can have a. a well produced, it's fine. Don't need to cut uh, edit and so. Um, but that is what I see: the division between people, and that's what they want to create. This is the best way to do it, because um, I wanted to uh, maybe write a book, not one, uh, a couple of uh, <laughs> a short books uh, to write, but one is with the title "I Married a Normie." 
because I did. And my wife is in all aspects a normie. She follows the system. She believes all of this and her family and all that the same. They are completely in line with the narrative. That's yeah. the thing, right? And, and then that is already creating division with me. I see that now with Molly because also I leave Molly completely loose. And that is even in Colombia, here in the village, in the, within the city, it's, it's not uncommon, but within the cities it's uncommon within the villages it's completely accepted so that's how it is the same in sweden or in the village there it's not accepted either. but okay um yeah that is uh, and then you end up in well i end up in quite some conflicts with people as you can imagine from my uh, personality but the thing is i defend myself i will give an example yesterday afternoon i went to the administration with molly because i was going to the village uh, buying stuff so i was there with molly i was waiting in line with other residents of my complex two towers no twin towers but two towers 16 and 26 floors i, I live in the top at the top the smallest tower um and what did we get we get a chip two chips for uh, for my wife and me to enter and exit the building during this lockdown. So you can go out, but it's not allowed to stay long on the street. So there's some flexibility at least still, that's good. Um, because you normally you enter the, and exit the building with your fingerprints. I will talk about that later. And I also talked about that in the last chat with Cody. So please listen back to that. Um, okay, I was there in line with the people inside with Molly, and Molly was, is very uh, well-behaved, just explores, but doesn't do anything wrong. And then there were people outside of these, this room from of the administration, I wanted to get in, and the door was closed. So I went to the door, I wanted to open the door, and the door was closed. And the helper of the administrator, I asked her, sorry, you cannot just uh, uh, and close us in without informing us. And that's not how we do things here. And then the uh, administrator, I, uh, oh man, horrible uh, woman. Uh, yeah, don't raise your voice. Yeah, what the fuck? This woman is, uh, is, is closing us in without informing us. And then all the Colombians, they were like, yeah, this guy is right. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> they were, oh, but I am the one speaking up. And that is the thing what, and she opened the door then. Uh, and then closed it again, and the security came, and oh yeah, I have had trouble with security, and with doors, and so, and with things, and with Molly, oh man. Okay. <coughs> Sorry to, uh, I will end the story. Um, but the thing is, the Colombians are extremely complacent. They follow the narrative, they follow the system, at least the urban population. And they also look down on the rural population. And so like what you have everywhere in urban uh, yeah. situation, right? But, and so you have the village here inside the city. You have that, like in New York, you have the same thing. Even bigger cities, you have that. Um, and there is like this contrast. Um, and that is the problem that will happen. And that's also why I actually want to go to a village and live there and among village people. <laughs> Not the village people, but village people. Uh, 
because that is and that is what is going to to happen here and i, I will speak up here with the uh with the uh, building here that we're not going to uh close us in and all these kind of things there was a man next to me it was all the time literally all the time and i hate that beep 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 beep, beep on his cell phone all the time and then the only thing he said yeah he's right <laughs> when i spoke up yeah. about this kind of thing and i speak up about these things you know i i, I defend myself and, and and my friends and my family and molly especially and yeah that ends up in conflict already now uh, in the future with mandatory vaccinations with, with mandatory um uh, pills and whatever they their event and, and laws and, and shit yeah they will happen more so yeah please uh, how do you see that uh, happening how do you see it? especially in sweden with uh what laws they're going to uh yeah and, and the people how they will react and, and this division do you see that happening too there um I'm not sure what laws they're going to implement. It's it's a very difficult question, but um, I'm thinking about vaccination laws and. Um, they... uh, okay, okay. Uh, how, how, okay, okay. A specific question: How big of a percentage do you think there is for the two stances? One is yes, everybody should be vaccinated. Of course, it should be mandatory. Yeah, let's do that. Following the narrative, the complacent people let's say and then on the opposite rank you have us the uh protesting people the people who defend our natural laws our cell our uh, the earth right and uh, logic and so and not the authority of these people and so so how much how do you think that will be i think that uh well over 90 percent would um comply with vaccination laws and wow. i think that probably only one percent might stand up for themselves and be against it because i know there's a couple of swedes that um um travel around sweden that are so-called anti-vaxxers um and so some people have woken up to this and i think that um there's a a percentage, uh, maybe four or five, six percent, that uh, could imagine that this is true, and they might stand up for themselves with that first one percent. Um, okay, 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 stop. Uh, please, please stop. Um, to put it in 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 a perspective, are you? I think would be interesting uh, and understandable, maybe. Uh, would it be fair to say that you? know about 1000 people you have known in your life now and then met and i mean at least yeah right i mean you have said about that that's normal i would say you have traveled you have right i mean whatever it doesn't matter if you know them well it's just yeah. met people so of that amount of people 10 people would be against vaccinations and 50 to 60 people would be like open-minded to see that this is going wrong well that is the group i want to talk about that is our target yeah. group let's say right of of the moral stance and the natural defense mechanisms yeah. and not doctors with uh uh formaldehyde and mercury in their things and so um but yeah uh, so 50 to 60 people of 1000 yeah 
that is scary, scarily few. But yeah, I think I think you're right, and I think in Holland yeah. it will be the same. Uh, yeah, I fear uh, here here in Colum in rural Colombia, I think it will be the opposite. Well, more it will be ninety percent will be against it. At least from some kind of defense perspective, right? I mean, they are against the state, against the big landowners, against everybody who fucked them right. over in their lives, right? Mm. So if these people come with, yeah, we're going to save you, because that is the thing. My neighbor, I've talked about him before, Francisco, he sold me the cheese I'm preparing here. Um, and donated me a plan to be a female. So I have two females or three females at home. Well, Paula is not there, but um, okay, back to Francisco. Well, he is like pretty, uh, yeah, against the state and laws and so from his marijuana perspective. But we talked, and he is of the he is convinced that. Yeah, I hope they will have a vaccine ready and then it's all over. And yeah, I just tell him I don't believe in vaccines. I believe in the natural defense mechanism of the body. And so I am principally against vaccination. And I don't need to go into details and and uh, because I am not really uh, I don't I'm, I I can I couldn't talk about vaccinations like I could talk about Apollo or so, right? No. I'm not well versed enough in that subject, but it's not, it's irrelevant. I just don't want it uh, in my body and not in money and so on. Just right. on principle. Um. But yeah, that is right. And then you see these divisions. I mean, I must, you, that's okay. Specify the question again. Do you see these divisions already happening within your friends and contacts? Yeah, at work, but what I mean, more closer contacts. Um. I have uh, a couple of friends that uh, have looked into um, our, our latest podcast in Swedish about the coronavirus. And uh, I think that they are definitely considering us to be right where we say that, um, uh, that viruses don't exist. And, that, that, uh, and even if they do believe that, that viruses exist, they have probably started to understand that um, uh, vaccinations probably aren't very good for you. Um, so, however, I haven't really seen any division among my friends in the sense that um, they, they haven't fought each other about this. Um, but uh, there is a division. In- yeah, but, but, but not only vaccination, maybe, but, but also laws and restrictions and, and I mean, there must be differences that, that suddenly one of your friends says, uh, yeah, we need a, now a strong state or something, right? Some friend or some contact at least that does that the changes to, let's say the dark side, let's say the complacency, right? Right. right. Um, I haven't really seen much of that division um, because the people that talk about the coronavirus at work, um, they're usually just sort of worried about it but uh they can't say much more than that because they're not allowed to sort of express strong political thoughts on the trading floor um yes. 
So yes. it's hard for me to figure out at work, at least, since nobody's allowed to speak in that way, um, what they really think. Uh, but amongst my friends, um, I haven't heard anybody speak for a strong state. And that's because the, the 10 to 15 friends that I hang out with regularly, they, they, yeah, they yeah, have been listening like to what I've been that. saying for the past seven, eight, nine years, yeah, and I have been yeah. spoiled. You have filtered your friend yeah, group yeah. already. Yeah. So, yeah, so my friends, they, I am so spoiled that they are actually listening to me over the past seven, eight years that they, they're not buying everything I'm saying, but they have definitely, I've managed to alter their minds enough for them to think that at least yeah. the news is partial bullshit and uh, history in the state is not what we thought it was. So I've, I've been really spoiled with, with having really open-minded friends, perhaps in comparison to, to, to most other people. Um, so, oh, yes. so that yes. has sort of worked yes. on them, and that's why I haven't really seen them fight about having a strong state or anything like that. But um, they're also some of them are probably ready to agree with me that um, they probably shouldn't vaccinate. Um, and, and some others not, but, but I've only spoken to uh, a few friends about that. And, and those are the friends that I have that are the most interested in, in, in the topic that are, uh, the most interested in, in what I have to say. And I have like maybe three or four of those friends out of 12, 15 friends. Um, they have listened to part, parts of my podcast. Mm -hmm. They have, uh, um, listened to what I had to say for a long time. They have done some of their own research, and they are sort of Diet Coke truthers. You know, obviously they're not at, at our level, at, at the level that people are at at, at this forum or Hoaxbusters Call or Fakeologists. But, no, but it, I'm saying they they are at the very least Diet Coke truthers by now. Molly, 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 por favor, Molly, hey, hey, yeah, she's binding my cables, and that is I cannot replace it because. Four days lockout. Molly, push yourself. Um, shit. Molly, thank you. Hey, uh, sorry. Okay, yeah, no problem. One step. Uh, yeah, the, 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 okay, yeah. yeah, the friends. Um, yeah, okay. But the thing is, will the extreme minority that you and your friends yeah. represent Will that be enough to stand up against Swedes who may be now polite and quiet like they are, but also have another side and may become hostile to you and call you a murderer because you don't want vaccinations and all? Because that is what happens, right? right. I mean, there are I, mean people I totally agree with, uh, with your point here or where you're trying to go with this. And that worries me as well because... Even though Swedes in general are like you're saying, they're they're pretty quiet and and polite. Um, but obviously, if if any population on Earth gets pressured, uh, where they might be less food on the shelves in the grocery stores and less toilet paper and whatever it might be necessities, then yes, they might become hostile. And yes, they will also believe most of them do believe in in, in the virus that that the coronavirus exists. And if, if uh, the people that, that are in power 
um, drive this long enough, then those people will probably get afraid and they will start getting more and more people will start wearing um, face masks. Um, and if they were to see me not wearing a face mask, then that would probably piss them off. And pr- yeah. People would probably say something. But we're not at that point right now, though. I'm, I'm, I've only seen a few people wear a face mask. But if no. we got to that point... I think you're right, man. I think that people would get, at the very least, pissed off. That is the experiment yeah. I see. That is the mm-hmm. experiment I see. Because they are learning from... The, in every country, they're applying different laws and different systems. And they're testing them. And they're using what they learn from that to apply it in other countries. That's why you have Captain Sweden, right? The feminism and all this shit, this gender uh, bullshit. That is all tested to the max in Sweden. Feminism yeah. also in Holland, but uh, right? That those are the, the four fronts in that. The asocial credit scheming is mm-hmm. China, of course. The monitoring uh, military drones here mm-hmm. is Colombia. Um, uh, opening doors with uh, fingerprints mm-hmm. and so on. Um, yeah, and then also there, I had discussions with people because okay, what happened? Uh, from one day to the other, the uh, security guys that are downstairs, that, are, that know me, I mean, I'm very obviously Dutch, obvious, always, and very colorful, uh, you know, my photos and so, and with Molly, of course, so it, it is impossible not to recognize me. I live here for three and a half years. I'm an owner of this. This is my home. This is my only home, right? And I'm also an owner, not even the bank, me. So. Um, and then these guys always open the door for me uh, with the button. Uh, it's sorry, I don't, don't have to use my fingerprint. It's uh, absurd. They know me. And I went out with Molly, and then she did what she had to do outside in the park. Um, and then suddenly, one of these guys, no, you have to open it with your fingerprint. And I said, no, you, I start discussion like I do now, right? Uh, and, uh, civil discussion first, always. And then this guy, no, he was a complete robot and uh, a blonde guy, which is pretty uncommon in Colombia. Um, and he, uh, he, he refused to open the door. Well, I know these doors. They're glass doors, big doors. And what I could do, I pulled open the door without using anything. So through the lock, let's say. Yeah. It's not locked, but... Um, and then uh, the guy was pretty surprised. And then later I went back with camera, I have it on video, with his boss there as well, and I explained to him what is his role. He works for me, he works for us. Um, and then I explained it even further, and I will explain it, I will hold a speech at the meeting that is now canceled for next week, it was uh, planned for the the, the building, uh, you know, the, uh, the owner's uh, meeting. Um, and uh, I, I said, without us, you are not even here. This building would be a skeleton, mm-hmm. like in China, because we support the administration that mm-hmm. supports you. So you open the door for me now. <laughs> that's how I. And yeah, I have had several fallouts with, uh, mm-hmm. with these kind of things. But I stand up for myself, and that is scary to Colombians. Also on the street, someone uh, almost running over Molly. Uh, yeah, I, I went mad, of course. And yeah, everybody saw that, and also my friends from the village here. And I saw, okay, you don't fuck with Gaia, indeed. 
Yeah, so they they are implementing the the fingerprint stuff everywhere, like in a bunch of residential. No, that is in this building. This building. Uh, now the thing is, this building is quite special because I used to live in a different building uh, when I was uh, an expat, right, in the in the rich neighborhood. And I've known uh, my mother-in-law's building. I know uh, buildings of friends, and. There, the, the security is there for years, and so you have a good relationship with them, and so it's you don't feel them as security. They're friendly, and they, right, they just yeah. protect you. It's great. Um, but here it changes every six months, and they rotate and whatever. They change, uh, and then they behave like they are the boss. Yeah, wait a minute. No, <laughs> you are mm -hmm. serving us. That is how it works mm -hmm. here. And now uh, with this administrator came in and she was talking to me like me like yeah you don't know anything uh, you foreigner what the fuck I live here almost nine years you lady you don't know me so I I test people on their assumptions and I love to do that right and that they and that's also why I I, I dress uh, pretty uh, unconventionally and, and and pretty fleshy uh, like a like a poisonous mm -hmm. dart frog I would say right. And uh, that also means that they they don't rob me or anything because they, uh, who is going to rob someone who wears an orange jacket on the street? No, nobody's doing that. Yeah. But yeah, that will become there will become more clashes with other people. That is yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And we like you what you say. You're right. I mean, the face mask. Oh yeah, I, I will tell a good story about that this morning. Uh, there is an attractive lady working here, selling uh, in the shoppers and uh, cigarettes and uh, snacks and so. On. And she had a um, uh, a face mask on, hanging on her uh, neck. And it's called a tapabocas here, a mouth cover. Yeah. Cover mouth. So I said, uh, I asked her, yeah, but why do you have that? Um. And then I said, your mouth is way too beautiful to cover. <laughs> and there was a guy in the <laughs> sitting there and he, yeah, you're right. I say these things and he's like, okay, I want to say that to her. And, 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 but that is the way that she starts thinking, yeah, what am I doing? Right? That is, the, that is the, the, the trigger for her, right? I mean, she knows she's beautiful, so she's attractive. Right? Um, so, yeah, it's like... Uh, mid 40s late 40s something um and um yeah so uh but yeah these kind of things because the thing the people i thought okay they would not cover their mouth they covering their mouth now so you see this yeah. changing and so so what percentage on the street are wearing those masks Yeah, the, the sample size I have is extremely small, I must say, because I haven't driven even, um, mainly because of Modi, because in the car she vomits and, oh man, it's horrible. Um, so uh, I have only walked around in the village and around it, and I've met people from uh, different classes and so. The higher classes, there you see, like in Sweden also, you see more uh, complacency uh, with the system and more dominance. There, I would say it's like 
60% or so, 50-60. And with the village people, let's say 20, 15, 20%. Wow, that's so. still a lot, though, in comparison to Sweden from what I see. Because most people, though, in all honesty, mm. like 99% of the people that I see do not wear these face masks. But some of them do. And mostly, eight, whenever I see a face mask, it's usually an Asian that has it. But I have seen Swedes. I have seen yeah, Swedes yeah, wear yeah. it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the thing is, I have to give a little bit of context. Colombia is a country that is extremely focused on health, and the level of healthcare is also very good. That's why many people, many Americans, especially, come to Colombia for healthcare because it's yeah. cheap for them, and it's very good and well, yeah. well served and so. So. The whole society is already focused yeah. on that and this hand sanitizing things they were completely common already right it's not like they're now suddenly implemented now that was already very common uh, when i was working in the offices and so that was everywhere in offices not not like mandatory it's just yeah people use that sometimes and yeah now when i'm treating dogs and streets and so yeah i understand that especially having spent 23 days with a man who took four showers in those yeah. 23 days. Yeah. Um, listen back, please, to the Mollycast 01. Um, this will probably be the Coronacast 01. Um, I think that's a good name, Coronacast. I don't know if it exists already, but now by now it's uh, existing. Uh, and now in Mollycast 01, you will hear my adventure how I went with Molly to the supermarket. And in the supermarkets in Colombia, by law, dogs are not allowed. Right. So listen back to the, that adventure. That is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, nice. uh, nice. when, when we spoke in the, uh, the Swedish podcast uh, that I'm in, uh, Radio Quibono, uh, mm -hmm. Simon said the same thing about Italy, that, that, that health is a religion in Italy, sort of like you yeah. were talking about mm -hmm. Colombia now, that people are mm -hmm. very focused on health. Um, yeah, and, and then, and then the, 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 I will make it even more extreme, or uh, now learning about this from you via Simon, and I completely believe that. I've only been to Italy once, but yeah. Um, my wife, my wife's family, especially my mother-in-law, it's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> so there, my wife is completely obsessed yeah. with that. Uh, lots of fights here still now. I'm completely relaxed. We're going to separate. And yeah, okay, divorce. Okay. We're not, uh, we don't fit with each other. That's fine. I mean, we had that, we knew that from the beginning already. So it's not nothing new. So yeah. But there's no way, no reason to uh, be in conflict about things because we know, yeah, we're going to separate that. But she is very obsessed with uh, the cleanliness mm -hmm. of the house, and but extremely. Um, she has lived 40 years with her mother, who is even worse. So, yeah, um, and then having that, and also Paisa. Paisa is from Medellin and surroundings that this like the top in Colombia in that sense. It's like the Italians of the Colombia, of Colombia literally. Yeah. Also how they speak. So, yeah, yeah, literally. They also, they have the only, they bossier. So they say boss instead of two, just like um, uh, Argentinians and uh, uh, Uruguayans do. 
but it is uh, the only ones in Colombia who do that. So yeah, that's very special. But yeah, that is all that cocktail. Uh, yeah, and with Molly, I mean, I'm I'm not dirty or so, but I'm yeah more relaxed with how clean it is, right? I mean, I have a dog and so and I yeah I clean up, but I'm not like every day cleaning the house uh, like crazy. And she expects that, and nowadays that is even more. Yeah, what, what I was gonna say was. Um... Uh, Sweden, in a sense, to a certain extent, though, I'm not saying that uh, Sweden is as concerned with health as Italy or, or Colombia, but um, they are, most Swedes in general are fairly concerned with health. You know, they, a lot of Swedes in, in the past decade or so are, you know, becoming vegetarians because they think it's healthy. They are looking things up. Some people are anti-vaxxers. Yes. Some people are against uh, Monsanto and and yeah, organic foods. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and so what is what is surprising yeah. to me is that virtually no Swedes so far, at least not in Stockholm, uh, they don't wear the face masks, uh, and that's that surprises me. And then uh, I had um, one guy. He's. Uh, if even not sorry, sorry, even not the Antifa guys. Sorry, even even not who? <laughs> the Antifa guys, Antifa. Uh, I'm not sure what you yeah. mean. Uh, joking, Antifa, Antifa. Um, the anti-fascist, oh, yeah, yeah, fascist. Yeah. yeah, George Soros army. Yeah. That, those guys. Um, and then uh, another thing that that sort of surprised me that's a while ago we were visited from a guy that I think his origin is from from India and he uh, he works in uh, Hong Kong and, and he was uh, he was yeah. visiting on a business trip he works for the same uh, bank or company that, that I work for uh, and he was just obsessed with buying face masks in Sweden oh, yes. before he went back to Hong Kong because he said that they were all sold out in Hong Kong. So he, he couldn't get a hold of them. So yeah, it's a business. Uh, that, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, on the whole, this is how it's short term. It's a business. Now it's the time if you have money to buy up stuff in the crisis and sell it after the crisis. Yeah. People need things, right? That's how, yeah. That I don't have money. That's stupid, but yeah. Um, I need money, and then now when when there's crisis, then it will be hard. But uh, yeah, yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. people are making business opportunities off of this. I'm sure in in many ways, and th those that rule, they they are most definitely going to buy up a bunch of mid range yeah. companies um, and just knock them out. Basically, that's what seems to be the case. Well, if you go even higher at the real top, I would say, let's say, uh, whatever that is, but let's say the Kushner uh, level, it is planned in advance. So the rich friends of Kushner know this in advance, so they know when to buy and when to yep. sell. And that is how they get money. And on the backside of that, other people yeah. make money as well. Right? Other people learn from that, and but they don't have that inside information. Yeah, the planning I agree. Phase. And there is, so there is like a continuum, I would say, who is in the, I mean, you know how business trading works. And you know that there are people yeah. with foreknowledge and people without it and it's impossible to say 
uh, who is who. Yeah. You have to study that. Uh, there's a lot of psychology in, involved and so on. Yeah. It's very hard to Yeah, I'll to tell you another that, thing, right? though, about trading. So, uh, that surprised, yeah. that yeah, surprised please, please. the hell out of me uh, yesterday and two, three days ago when this thing started. So I, I deal with um, uh, a bunch of uh, stock trades, basically. It's a different form, but uh, anyhow... So I, I noticed how one of the big players in the market that everyone is familiar with, but I'm, I'm not going to mention their name because I'm not allowed to. I realized that they had lost a bunch of money. And not only had they lost a bunch of money, they had lost more money than I have ever seen in the last couple of years where, where I've been working. I've never seen anybody lose this much money. So they broke... Uh, okay, uh, can you give a, a range of, I mean, you work with so big numbers, I mean, such big numbers, a, a range in, 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 in Yeah, they, in numbers, they lost, they lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, so, okay. the, the, I'm not allowed to say the exact amount, so I'm not gonna, but... Um, no, it, it's, not, it's not necessary, it's, it, it's irrelevant, the company yeah. name is irrelevant, it's just yeah. the context, yeah. right? So, it's the context, what's so, yeah, okay. I mean, the, the previous record, as far as I can remem remember, was broken by about another 50%. So in other words, uh, I'm, I'm just going to bring this down to smaller numbers. Uh, let's say that the previous record was somebody losing $10. And these people lost like $15, $16. And it's extremely rare for somebody to lose more than $5, $6. Um, uh, that happens every now and then. Um, so the the previous record was was doubling that at about ten bucks, and these people now that lost money, they lost fifteen, sixteen bucks, breaking the previous record by about fifty percent, which is an extreme amount in in the line of business that I'm in. Not only that though, they they started making this bet when the coronavirus news had come out. And their bet was, ah, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, I'm coming yeah. to it. So, Gaia, they, they made this bet in January where when people knew about the coronavirus, when, when they were saying that there was a pa pandemic, basically, they... If I'm not wrong, it's it's the seventh of January. I don't follow anything, yeah. so I'm a so, so this nobody, bet was placed no. after that date. Uh, so by probably one or two traders. Um, but the strange thing about the bet is that they betted that 60 different stocks in a certain market were going to go up to increase in value. So most people at this time, they were getting more careful about, and especially about having a, a basket of stocks betting that everything is going to go up. I mean, who the fuck does that in that situation? Most even regular people wouldn't do that, and this is this is a huge player. And not only that, in in the uh, in the types of deals that I have, this deal lasted for a couple of months. So they are supposed to maintain uh, a large part of their basket for for about two months. But they are during this time they are allowed to to make certain. Um, um, substitutions so in other words if you realize that your bets are going to hell you're losing money 
you want to you want to make changes to the basket of stocks and perhaps bet that something is going to go down instead that the stocks are going to go down in value that way you will place a winning bet uh, and it and and they had the opportunity to do this in february um when when fucking when the whole world knew that stocks were dropping and they kept on subs they substituted only a few stocks which is strange and the the substitutions that they replaced it with they bet that those stocks were going to go up as well which is crazy by that point and so in the end they lost a record breaking amount of money so what i'm wondering and i don't have the answer to the question what i'm wondering is who on the other side was gaining this money so a huge player just lost a crap load of money to a bunch of other people. I don't know who they are, but I'd love to know. And I'd also love to know the names of the traders that made these trades possible from the very beginning. And I don't know their name either. I could guess because I deal with some of these people, but I'm not certain who it was. And another strange thing about this is that usually there's a fight between me and uh, the, the people that have made the bet on how much money they exactly won or lost. But in this particular case, we agreed upon the exact amount, even on the dollar, even on the cent, when when this was done. So they basically, they sent me an email saying that they agreed with the exact amount on the penny that we had. So I just paid it out. I mean, I mean, I just uh, took their money. They lost money. So I just took their money and and there was no discussion. So that way I have no idea of knowing who made the trades. And that's usually not the case. So what I'm saying here is that when they lost all of this money, they knew, they proved to me twice that they knew what they were doing, um, which is insane. Uh, and and that that shocked me that that surprised me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, okay. um, I, I want to talk about one thing that I'm thinking about, and I am a um, complete uh, amateur on this in this field. But what I see is a common thing. It's not only with trading, but there, and especially in this case, it is more extreme, because what we're talking about here is a zero-sum game. The money you spend on one thing, you cannot spend on the other thing, right? That is with a casino, with anything, with, with buying groceries, doesn't matter. So that means that, the, let's say it's 500 billion, doesn't matter. It's 500 million lost on one end means double, because it's also 500 million not gained on the other end, right? If you would have invested that money where it would have made money, or at least not lose money, you would have uh, gained, yeah, they, right? So yeah, they could have gained. Uh, I these, mean, if, if you invest uh, in peanuts, uh, right? In peanuts, you could sell it for. Yeah, yeah, then you haven't won anything, but right? Um, it is uh, trading is a business with a profit, uh, very much a profit uh, yeah. perspective. So. Uh, uh, that that is uh, the standard is to make a profit. So if you make 500 million uh, uh, loss, that's also mm, 500 million no profit on top of uh, the loss yeah. of the zero, right? So um, 
that is one thing. And the other thing is, yeah, this at this scale, and this is not stupidity. This is this looks like it is, yeah, throwing money down the drain and whitewashing money. Uh, what is it? Uh, something like that, uh, like a procedure, like an. Uh, and I, I think with these kind of amounts, this made in the headlines or not? Right. With this, what what was the last part? This made headline news. It made it made headline no, news, or is this it's not? It's not headline news. The, what we do is uh, is never in the news. Um, no, but this this record breaking thing that there is nobody Forbes or so doesn't report no, about this because. Um, it, there's a couple of this week there's a couple of reasons. Um, w one, this is uh, some sort of bank uh, secrecy. You know, we're not allowed to talk about exactly who we deal with, exact amounts, and none of that stuff ever makes it into the news uh, because uh, it's about bank secrecy uh and privacy um and also um if if you were to try to go through uh and do an audit on on these people uh then then you would have to include all the positives and negatives in in a, in a quarter for instance of a year um and and this is just a, a part of that so you can't really unless you know unless you're watching what i'm watching you can't know. You will never know. So I just happen to know because that's what I deal with. And we're, we are a very small group. So there's only like three people. And I'm one of those three that works with this. Um, so we spoke about this amount within the group because it was large. Uh, but then everything went exactly as things are supposed to go, which is that both sides agree with each other immediately. And then you pay out or take somebody's money, depending on if they won or lost money. And, uh, but that's not usually the case. And it's especially not with large, I mean, large amounts or trades that contain loads of stocks. Um, so everything just went smooth as smooth as possible. Uh, which which surprised me. Um, so in, in that sense, um, yeah, that those are the reasons why um, this doesn't make it into the news. It's it, it would never make it into the news. So I just accidentally wanted to study this trade uh, because it was a record record breaking amount. Normally, I don't look at uh, people's baskets. I don't look at how they place their bets. But in this case, I was like, this is crazy. I, I have to look at how they place their bets. And when I did, that that shocked me that that all of their bets was saying that it would be a bull market on all of these stocks at the same time during the coronavirus. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, people don't make that kind of mistakes in my line of business. They just don't. Um, uh, and that was, uh, that was strange, but w wherever there is a, uh, a, a loser in stocks, there's also a winner and I'm wondering who won. So this bet was placed in an Asian market, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't make 
the whoever profiteered from this doesn't necessarily make that person an Asian. It could have been a North American, a European. It could have been anybody. Uh, and it's probably not just one person. It's probably numerous people that 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 profited from this as well. But a big player lost lost this money. And it see it seems to me it was lost on purpose. That's all I'm saying. It seems to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and probably you know also the history of portfolio of this this group of this investor yeah. or how do you call them? Um, and then it doesn't make sense, right? It's yeah. it's like uh, the guy who goes to the casino who always wins, and he then one night he goes completely stupid and bets on on stupid things, and uh, yeah. you lose all. His money, yeah, right. It's like that. I yeah, would, I see it like that, that. That's exactly what it is, man. That's exactly what it is. So normally, yeah, yeah. yeah and then a normal any casino, and even here in Colombia, oh, and there are lots yeah. of casinos here. Oh no, lots. Um, they monitor that kind of behavior because, especially if it's like a one-off thing, and or if it's like a mm -hmm. continuous thing, like this is an, um, nothing one day because they hide it, of course, over several yeah. transactions, so to not make it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's it's but that's the thing, and that is now with this virus uh, bullshit. It doesn't matter if there's a virus. It is there is a globalist thing. We are all globalistically connected, and then we're so vulnerable. And that's why I have Agenda 2020. Yeah. Right? It is getting as far away as possible. Well, I can imagine this was the test they were planning out, but. Interesting. It's really I, I find it fascinating. It's a bit scary, but the thing is, I have money, and uh, she changed my life, and yeah, made me a lot more relaxed, and also had more conflict with people that because of that reason. But yeah, also make a lot of good contacts. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it works. And then, but then, yeah, you start uh, relativate. Is that the word? Relativize uh, things in life. Yeah, I mean, you put you put things into yeah. perspective. Perspective. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we uh, we definitely live in a in a strange world where, uh, yeah, this is uh, affecting uh, the coronavirus is affecting people in numerous ways, uh, psychologically and in their behavior and and financially. I don't, I don't know what all the big sharks are doing exactly and why and how they planned it. I have no idea, but um, uh, they're definitely doing something. And, and, and this trade was, yeah, sort of like you described it. I mean, if you have a guy going to some sort of a casino, he places huge stupid bets consistently over time, loses money. I ask him, uh, I tell him that you have lost this much money, and he goes, yeah. Here, here, I'm going to pay it <laughs> without questioning a single thing. That's just, yeah, it's, it baffles my mind. Um, it's, um, it, it's very strange. That, that's all I can tell you. Um, and with all respect for you and your position, but if this is happening at your level, then at higher levels, things are much bigger, isn't it? Or do you have... Overview of all the transactions and are you the end person? I am in, in this case in this type of trading that I do 
uh, I am the last guy that they speak to. I am the one that pays you money or takes you or takes your money. And these people are, you know, some of the top level um, institutions, financial institutions around the world. And um, those are the ones that I that I speak with. Um, yeah, yeah but, but, but let's say the, so if it needs to go beyond you, then it needs to be off the books, like Panama paper level, uh, HSBC, drug cartels. Uh, stuff yeah, like I mean, uh, all, all the stuff that I do are, are in the books and, and, and we are getting audited on, on all transactions. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's done every day. Um, so all I'm saying is that, in a sense, uh, these big players and, and the part that I do is just a small part of their total trading around the world because this is just a trading that they yeah. do with a bank in Sweden. And this is just one type of trading as well. There are many different... Yeah, and this is just one channel, right? I mean, this is just one flow, let's say, from one market through Sweden to another market. Exactly. So this is just a drop in the ocean, in a sense, for these people. You're actually someone on the train station, and you're checking all the receipts of the people who come to this train station and go, and that's it, and not more. That you don't have an over overview exactly. of the whole train network. Exactly. In the end. So, yeah. exactly. That's exactly how this works. So, I'm sure they're doing trades with a bunch of other banks around the world. And I'm just at one of those banks, one one train, train station. That's it. Uh, and yeah. that's what yeah. I see. I have no idea what they're doing on the other train stations. I don't know what trades they do with a bank in, in Holland, for instance, in, in Netherlands. I, uh, you, you should ask for a um, a uh, period of uh, yeah, you could call it internship, but a period of training a year, or I would pick half a year and avoid the rainy season. That's what I would do, and uh, and and offer within the bank you work to get trained at the Cayman Islands. Yeah, and let's see what. But they're trading yeah, there, yeah. right? <laughs> but the thing is then that, that, that my bank would need to have a branch in the Cayman Islands, and I don't know if they do. Yeah, I understand how it works, yeah, but I mean, you personally, if you would have insight in that kind of yeah. trading there, I mean, we know that it is the gray yeah. to black market yeah. trading. There is where the real deal yeah. is going. Yeah, in, in all those places. There, and I, this is just an example. Uh, yeah, of course, there, there are many examples. Uh, pro probably, and, and these are the names we know. So probably if you use Nauru, uh, the smallest country on earth, um, maybe there uh, is a bank there where you can trade. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, there's obviously a bunch of tax havens. And uh, it's funny how they use the term neutral taxation which is no taxation. Um, that's, that's what it is. Neutral taxation is yeah, no neutral taxation. Neutral taxation is the term for no taxation. 
I would just call it the natural state. <laughs> yeah, tell me. The, the only <laughs> taxation there is is Gaia. The only, I mean, a, a thunderstorm or a flooding that is taxation yeah. by Gaia, yeah. right? <laughs> that is or a volcanic yeah. eruption or a virus if it exists, yeah. if it would be real. Um, but that's the other angle that people take, right? And that is also a very, that is a very scary agenda. Yeah, the planet needs this. Ah, and who are you to decide that? Doesn't the planet decide that for herself? But they go along with this, with the narrative that there is a virus. And then, yeah, that is the self-protective system of the earth against too many people. And living in a city with 10 million people, I, and too many Building starting to block my view. No, it's okay. But yeah, I agree that in certain concentrations, there's too many people. But overall, no, you can go in the whole Amazon and so on. Uh, no, I mean, it's pretty uh, badly um, um, distributed. But okay. Um, but yeah, this, this idea that um the earth is a self-healing system i can see this this gaia principle gaia hypothesis or gaia idea or so i mean to a certain extent of course i mean geology is the erosion sedimentation is crystal growth it's a whole self-replicating process cycles a circle a cycle of life and stuff like that i mean it completely makes sense but that that is that that means that this virus is that that's a different thing and that that means that we should get rid of certain people at your choosing then it's a different kind of thing and that is an agenda they are going to push and and that in combination with the division they are creating against us people critical of this or don't want to comply with this then it becomes ugly because then in, if they if this goes on for ten years, let's say, then people get indoctrinated by yeah. it, right? I see the Venezuelans coming in here at nineteen years indoctrination by Marxism in Venezuela, and they are completely different, right? Um, so then it literally they will there will be people saying we should kill the anti-vaxxers, and they are scum of the earth and we should get rid of them and Gaia needs to get rid of them and let's do that for yeah. Gaia and so right the inquisitions yeah. and stuff like that I don't I'm not a, a, a Alex Jones uh, fear monger or so but these kind of scenarios I see happening already on a small scale I see it happening now so it's just a, a matter of scale and an impact and that people really start to use violence and and, and killings and so Two people who don't believe in this and, and this, especially in the implementation part, doesn't matter if there's a virus or not, but that we should uh, register ourselves for everything and we should uh, not be allowed to enter buildings and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Not travel, not fly. And yeah, no, it's completely normal. Yeah, no, you have to contain the virus. Everybody's yeah. saying that, right? Come on. Every country is the same in that sense. You go to a supermarket. Uh, that's the the average of society, let's say, right? And then you you talk to the people, you ask the people, 100 people, let's say, uh, you can do a percentage, uh, ask them, 
Yeah, is it uh, right that uh, all the airports are closed and that we cannot uh, leave Colombia and enter other countries and, and so on? Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's, that's, that's no, no. We need to contain the virus, right? I mean, there's a virus. It's horrible. We need we need to protect ourselves, right? I mean, 99.9 percent of the people yeah. will say that. Right. That's the scary part. Uh, and like you're saying, I mean, essentially, you could have a bunch of normies killing off a bunch of so-called truthers. Um, and that is what I see as this, that as part of the experiment. This is the purge. I was joking today to the people in the village. Yeah, it's nice. It will be my first purge, like they say in the movie. It's a four-day purge here. Um, but it is a purge, yeah. literally. Yeah. It's a lockdown. It is... I've never experienced yeah. something like that. Uh, and uh, France is locked down, I've heard. And then Germany, I don't know what. Um, there are several countries like that. I'm, I'm not following anything. Uh, so it's just sharing our experience. And uh, I love this. It's great. It's perfect. You get the Swedish experience, the Stockholm experience. I give the Bogota experience because both of us, we haven't traveled. Uh, the thing is, it's amazing, this window with Rollo. This is absolutely crazy because it's not only this it is also the blockades of the uh, roads because in december there were protests and there were blockades and there were killings and i had military vehicles with mounted machine gun here driving below when i had a podcast so and that was happening in december then in january february i went with rollo to a crazy uh, experience through Colombia, 23 days, and then they started to blockade the uh, the uh, road, the uh, Panamericana, the road going from Bogota all the way to the coast to Santa Marta through Bucaramanga, through the Chicamocha Canyon, and north of Bucaramanga, it was blockaded by the ELN, the Ejército Liberación Nacional, I don't know, something. Uh, it is like the FARC, but worse. And they are uh, infamous for the many um, mm-hmm. kidnappings, uh, especially in north of the Santander, it's a department, and also in the north of Santander, that's the apartment where Bucaramanga is the capital. And But that meant that the road through the Chicamocha Canyon was also closed. There were no protests there, but that was also closed. So my good friend Laura, she had to travel by uh, cable car <laughs> because there's a cable car going through the Chicamocha Canyon, deeper than the Grand Canyon, yeah. mind you, right? Um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that is the, the in, in, within that window and then uh, now with the virus and uh, bullshit and all that stuff, so within that window in January, February, we went through Colombia and then it was possible and now it's impossible. And it was impossible for the last weeks because of the roads closed. Yeah. So where we went, right? So it is, you see how fragile yeah. things are. And Colombia, in that sense, the geography decides it and people are aware of that. Uh, in Sweden, people are aware of snow and how that affects mm-hmm. things and so. Right? But uh, if you have like... Uh, many people in urban communities are so estranged from nature and the impact of geography and of things and so used to 
everything works and there is everything mm-hmm. that uh, and then put that into the cocktail with the social experiment and they look uh, a way out they want to um ventilate their frustration with everything right i mean they're not happy either um but they follow the narrative and they think okay you are against it and now you're my enemy and they turn enemy just like once like uh and, and and maybe not friends but neighbors or like contacts like not not friends immediate friends but one level above that and that is actually the biggest group right i mean most of the people we have are contacts are not friends true I'm going to, guy, I need to get something to eat. It's uh, 7.30 right now. Uh. It's a good, good, good idea. I'll do the same, and I'll also yeah. take Molly out because she uh, wants to go, and now it's still possible. I can buy some mm-hmm. stuff. We have 48, uh, 48, what am I saying? And we have 96-hour lockdown, so now I can go to the village still and uh, buy stuff tomorrow, and so but there will be something yeah. open. And so on. it is like a soft lockdown, I think. I mean, they cannot do that for four days anyway; yeah. it's too too long. But uh, you know, let's see how it goes. I I am planning. Uh, it, the weather is okay, but it's a bit uh, hazy and cloudy, and so not because of the cars, because there are not so many cars. But uh, what I'm planning, and that is a great opportunity. I want to fly my yeah. drone. Imagine yeah. that viewing a 10 million people city empty. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to that. Four days I have for yeah. that. That's good. Uh, well, uh, that sounds that sounds fun, by the way. Um, but uh, have fun doing so. I'm uh, I'm off for now, but uh, I hope to talk to you soon. Uh, and I hope that the yeah. uh, lockdown doesn't last for. For too long. Hopefully, they will shorten it. Um, it was uh, it was nice talking to you, guy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was great. No, thanks. And uh, yeah, have a good evening. And uh, no, I will release it uh, like it is. I will add a song at the end, um, proper song. But uh, yeah, All right. no, perfect. Thank you. Great. Have a, have a good evening. Okay. Good night. Good night, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye. The dream bodies hover between the dream world and the dawning awareness of their own tragic situation. Fantasy and reality fluctuate as the dream bodies hover between the dream world and the dawning awareness of their own tragic situation.
Situation. 